Hello, hello, and welcome to Omniversity, a J.K. Simmons fan cast for the 21st century. As always, I am your host, Seth Rogen. Uh, and I'm, I'm Seth Rogen. Yes, that, that is my name. I'm Seth Rogen. How are you doing today, Seth? Uh, pretty bad, actually. Well, that sucks. What do we have to talk about today? Well, before we jump into the main topic... We have uh, the stupid name trailer came out this week. You hate everything with the title. You hate every title of everything ever. Let There Be Carnage is a stupid subtitle. I'm sorry. In other countries, it's called Absolute Carnage. That's such a better title. Well, that's that's the title of like a big comic thing happening right now, isn't it? I, probably. I think it is. But, um, yeah, so I haven't watched the trailer, but I'm still excited because I actually liked the first Venom. I mean, I waited two years to see it, and it was kind of a letdown. Okay, well, you know what? Let me enjoy my Eddie Venom buddy cop movie in peace, all right? I don't have to answer to you. Look, Tom Hardy's my waifu and everything, but nothing's ever going to beat Topher Grace. (laughs) Man. You know, I love Topher Grace. He's he's my man. He's my main man. They did him such a disservice in that role, though. Oh, it's just painful. It's just so painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember that time Eric Foreman tried to kill Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, love that. It's my love favorite that. episode. That's my favorite episode of Friends. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, hold, wait, hold on, hold on, wait. I got this. Don't, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Okay. okay. Malcolm in the middle. That's it. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> one more shot. One more shot. Get three strikes. Star Trek: The Next Generation. There it is. But yeah, there, there you go. Yeah. Good Bye. job, buddy. Perfect. Good job, buddy. <laughs> um, uh, some other things came out. The Mitchells versus the Machines came out. It's been a little bit since that came out now, but it's very good. It's from Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who did the Lego movies and into the spider verse and Brooklyn nine, nine. So it's on Netflix. Go check it out. Uh, Love death and robots. Volume two. It's a sci-fi anthology series also on Netflix. Uh, neither um, of us have watched that yet, but we both loved volume one. So we're going to assume that volume two was also good. Yeah. Volume one definitely had its, its ups and its downs, but, but it's, up, but it's ups are like it's ups are very good. Yes. And even its downs were like still silly and fun. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of gratuitous everything, but you know, that's <laughs> Yeah. It's a it's yeah. a Netflix original, that's kinda typical. That's true. That is very true. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that everything you think? Ah uh, I I feel I feel like maybe yeah, that that's I think that's everything. Obviously, you know, more issues in the comic series that have been getting new issues. <laughs> so nothing really to talk about there. Uh, Batman the Just... Detective. Batman the Detective, written by Tom Taylor. It's got two issues out now. You know, Joker number three, Batman Urban Legends number three, the whole deal. Tom Taylor's been crushing it lately. I say it all the time. Tom Taylor's always crushing it. Tom Taylor's always crushing it. This is a Tom Taylor fan cast now. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Y'all read, y'all read Deceased? Yeah. Made me cry. I, I don't remember. I think I cried. I, I, pro- I probably did. That and Flashpoint are the only two comics to ever make me cry. 
I think deceased made me deceased probably made me cry because because it's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you cry and everything, I, and I and I cry into bowls of soup while watching cartoons. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that almost happened again recently. Um, but uh, just, I mean, it, it was deceased is really good. I haven't read any of the. Isn't there like two other deceased things now? There's a few spinoffs. There's uh, Dead Planet and Hope at World's End. I've read, I've read quite a bit of Hope at World's End. It's pretty good. It was a, I think it was a digital exclusive for at first. Like it, it went to DC Universe Infinite first. Um, it's pretty good. It's not as good, but I, I still like it. Um, there's probably some other spinoffs too, but I think like Unkillables might be the title of one of them. I don't know, but it's good. What else? Most most things are. That's not, not good. Not, okay, yeah, I was about to say, that's not at all true. <laughs> Most things are good if you look hard enough. You look, yeah. That's, you know what, actually, the opposite of what I just said. Don't, <laughs> that's the worst advice. Oh, I do that all the time. I say something and I'm like, actually, now that I think about it for two seconds, uh, pretend I said the opposite of what I just said. <laughs> Because cause the thought of even the worst people are good inside, so never give up on people is not good advice. It's not. I feel. It's very much not. Because that's just going to get you in this constant loop of giving awful people second chances. Wasn't this a pop culture podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> we say it every episode. We don't know what this is. This is a new art form uh, called, uh, called uh, Mumbo Jumbo. It's, it, no, it's, it's called the distraction cast. It's called the distraction where you can sit down an hour and listen to it. And after you get out of the hour, you say, well, I don't remember anything from that and learned nothing, but that was a good way to kill an hour. Um, but it's actually the worst possible way you could kill an hour. Like donate to charity, go outside, talk to literally anyone, do literally anything. Mm-hmm. Just don't listen to this podcast. Sit in silence and reflect on your life. Like, literally sit in silence for an hour and do nothing is a better use of your time than listening to this garbage. Omniversity, baby. Let's go. Omniversity. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. We don't know either. It Uni- changes every week. Welcome to university. Your, it's your first <laughs> day of college. <laughs> What are we God? What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the Amazon original series. Uh uh The Boys. <laughs> but that's right, we're talking about we're talking about Invincible. Uh it's an Amazon original animated series based on a comic created by Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking Dead. And Marvel Zombies, which is one of my favorite comic books. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's just, we're talking a lot about zombies this episode, aren't we? Yeah, we talked about Deceased earlier, yeah. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, Um, Executive executive producer Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah. Which is is weird. Which is us. We executive produced it. You're the clone. Excuse you, I am obviously the original Seth Rogen, Okay. Uh, no. Just listen, just listen to my, my Rogan laugh. <laughs> you sound like Sans from Undertale. <laughs> well, that's because they're actually the same person. Seth after not surviving. 
Um, but yeah, no, executive producer Seth Rogen. He also voices Alan the Alien. Uh, that's how he's credited. He, he's credited as Alan the Alien, which I find very funny. Yes. Uh, every voice actor is in this show. All of them. And, like, they're, they're all used multiple times. Uh, Greg, Griffin, Greg Griffin is in this, and they use her, like, for 50 different characters. She voices two of the new Guardians of the Globe. Yeah, yeah. Well, because she's Monster Girl, and who else is she? Is she, uh... This one who can shrink... Oh, Shrink Ray. Shrink Ray. Yeah, Shrink Ray. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... Who else is in this, though? Because they use uh, Marsal Ali, who's a fantastic actor. He was he was Titan, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Um. That was really, that was really cool. Use Carrie Payton who voices Cyborg in Teen Titans, and I believe also Aqualad in Young Justice. He's in this a lot. Yeah. And it's really distracting every time because I can't hear him as anything but Cyborg. Yeah, uh, Mark Hamill's in this? Yeah, Mark Hamill's in this, but unlike, unlike a lot of other shows, he's in, they only use him for one character, which is good, because his voice is always like, it's very obvious that it's Mark Hamill whenever he's in something, so I'm glad that they just used him the one time. Yeah. Uh, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown is Damien Darkblood, which is, yeah. is really cool. He was also who well, he was another character too, but I already forgot. Uh, J- I mean, J.K. Simmons, obviously. J.K. Simmons, yeah. Once um, again, with a commanding mustache. Oh, with a fabulous stash. Um, Adam Eve is Britta from Community. Which you you haven't seen, but you know I love Community, so that was yeah, very uh, that was very cool to see. May Whitman voices a character, I think. Does she? I, I remember seeing. I don't remember who she voices, but yeah, May Whitman is Katara from Avatar: The Last Airbender. She's also in Wyatt's favorite movie. Not my okay. She's in one of my favorite movies. Yes. I don't. Oh God. See, I I, I don't like telling people that I like Scott Pilgrim because. You have to also preface it with the fact that you know Scott is an awful human being, and you shouldn't want to try to beat him. You have to you have to have that little asterisk by it. Uh, yeah, yes, of course, yes. She's also in Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is another one of my favorites. So that's cool. Oh, and the the main character Mark is voiced by Stephen Ewan, who is uh Ewan, I think is how you say it. it was voiced by uh or is plays Glenn on The Walking Dead. Oh, that's why it looks familiar. That's cool. That's I mean, really it cool. Says it, it says it right there on Amazon. You can just click on the name. Okay, well, readings for nerds. So that's why I'm the, that's why I'm the bad boy of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Why it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the bad boy, all right? Yeah, we had an episode recorded and ready to be edited and posted last week, but then it just decided not to, the audio just decided not to work, so we had to scrap the entire episode, uh, and now it's lost to the abyss of time forever. But why it did decide to take my least favorite joke from that episode and bring it to this episode, which I'm very... That's because I'm the bad boy. That's because I'm the bad boy, okay? I do what I want. well, I'm the one. bad guy. Duh. <laughs> All right. We're moving on now. Invincible is very good. It's a good show. It's a very good show. You have not read any of the comic, correct? No, and I probably won't, at least in 
at the very least until the series is over. Yeah. Um, Robert Kirkman, I believe it was Robert Kirkman. He said he could see the series going for like up to 10 seasons, which would be really cool. I really hope that actually happens. Um, but no, I've read, I haven't read much of the comic. I've read not quite as far as the first season goes. I've read probably like the first seven or eight issues. What I have read is, is very good. It's also very, very early 2000s. Is it close to what was in the show? It is. No, yeah, it's a lot of it is is ripped like directly. There is some stuff that okay, before I want to before I get into this, obviously, spoilers. There is some stuff that's like moved around because in the comic you don't find out about Omni-Man, about how he's, you know, not the best dude. You don't find that out until I think like issue 7 or 8. So you don't you don't like in you know at the end of the first episode you actually see him killing the Guardians. You don't know that in the comics. Mm-hmm. You don't know that until like issue seven or eight. And so you think he's like a good dude up until that point, which just kind of completely changes the structure of it. Versus in um, the show, you know, I kind of like that better. I don't know if I like that better or. It's just know. different because yeah. in, the, in the comic, you find it out. I think you find it out closer to the time Mark actually does, which makes it more of a, a shock. Whereas in the show, it's this suspense of seeing everyone treat him like this great dad and this great hero when you know he's, like, a murderer. Yeah. This show, by the way, like, it looks like any other animated show. It's so violent. Oh, it is. But in it's it's done really, it's done really well. This show is... No, like, it is, but, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the finale, we'll get there. We will yeah. get there. Oh, man, will we get there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, no, um, I think there's some other stuff that's changed around a bit, too. The show did have a little bit of uh, controversy. Why? It's not really controversy on the show itself, more just controversy on the behalf of fans of anything being the worst. Uh, yeah. There's just been a lot of hate thrown at um, the Amber. characters of Amber and also Debbie Grayson. Really? Yeah. It's, I've seen, I watched one, like, stupid, like, mock video in, like, the entire comments where how much everybody hated Amber. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I didn't mind Amber. Because I think, the thing people get mad at with Amber is when she broke up with, with Mark. And everyone was like, oh, well, she thinks she's more important than him going out and being a superhero and saving lives. I did not see it as that. No, I thought it was completely just... I like. I was, like, on her side. I thought it was completely justified. Yeah, because, see, here's the thing. In any other movie, that would have... In any other movie, any other show, like, that would have worked. If it was a more... If it was a, a worse character, I think. But, no, I saw, I saw that as her being, like, you're trying to use being a superhero as a get-out-of-jail-free card, and I'm not gonna... I'm not taking that. I didn't see it as like, oh, I'm more important. You should sacrifice all these people for me. No, I saw it as like, you can't just use being a superhero to like get out of being a bad boyfriend. And well, yeah, well, well yeah, talking more on that, I saw everybody in the comics where it's like, oh, well, she was lying too because she knew he was a superhero. That's not at all the case. She knew that too. But her point, I feel like her point was that she, he wouldn't have told her if she hadn't broken up with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's the thing, too. 
honestly, I don't think it's that much of a stretch to say she didn't even know until then, but she had, she's always like been cool and calm and collected and everything. And so she just kind of resorted to that in that moment. I don't think that's a stretch at all. No, not at all. And then everybody was like, she was like, Oh, she didn't care until after his dad, like thing happened with dad. I don't think that's true either. I feel like she did care about Mark. It was, she was just uh, conflicted. But then she saw everything that happened on the news and she's like, I, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. that was a huge thing. Right. Watching Mark right. get basically beaten to near death by his dad. Like, Mm-hmm. If, yeah. if you care about care about the person, of course you're going to make sure they're okay, even if stuff was rough between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Hmm. What about the stuff I, with I, Mark's mom? Oh, you said I don't. They added in. I think most of this hate against Mark's mom comes from her in the comic, as opposed mm-hmm. to in the show, because they they really like reworked her character in the show. And I'm hoping they continue to going forward because her knowing about Omni-Man, that's completely new. Like her being suspicious of him, that's all new stuff. That wasn't in the comic. I mean, it also matters due to the effect of the dramatic irony of the show, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because, yeah. because her, cause in the comic, her being suspicious about something that we don't know Omni-Man did, unless it was like us figuring it out with her. But since in the show, we have the dramatic irony of knowing he did kill the Guardians, then that changes the, the relationship to that case that she would have in, as an audience. If that exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know in the comic, the thing, like, after the stuff with Omni-Man, so, like, what will be season two, I guess, her only purpose is to just, like, she's just a, like, hev- like heavy drinker and, like, alcoholic, and that's all she does in the comic for a while. And it seems like I don't know that they're going to do that again, but that's like a lot of the hate that gets thrown on her in the comic, even though I feel like that's a totally like believable response. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I could see them doing some of that, like also doing something more with it. Cause like, I think, I think obviously invincible was written in like the early two thousands. That's when it started. And I think Robert Kirkman's just like grown as a writer since then. So he's going to do more stuff with it. And this is kind of his chance to like fix things that he, he could do better now. Yeah. It's like, like, I, like the idea that her, her and Mark are like, like traumatized about everything that happened is completely believable and like, like necessary. But like, I feel like they could do that plot and expand on it more. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh yeah, absolutely. I think the way they, they handle her character in those last, like in the aftermath of everything with Omni-Man was just done extremely well. Like her, her talking to Mark and trying to help him and then like saving her, like reacting to it and breaking down everything until like she's not around him. That's just all the moments. There's two moments where she does that same thing where like she goes to try to help him and console him and then walks away and just breaks down and it's just it's chilling yeah like it's really Mm -hmm. it's really well written and well done in those moments yeah but are those are are those the only characters that are hated on as much yeah yeah um a lot of the characters there's a few characters in the show that just reek of the time period the comic was written in like rex 
I was gonna say like William, but yeah. Oh so yeah. Name... Will what the best friend? William, yeah. 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 I I don't remember how he was in the comic, but I don't think like there. there I I don't believe there's anything like offensive about his characterization. But I feel like if if handled under worse writers, there definitely could be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, this show is just not did not the best, and it's probably just because of the groundwork the comic laid. But it's it's not the best with its female characters. Because I was thinking about this, obviously, you know, there's, like, the Bechdel test, which is... Yeah. It, it revolves around, like, how many female characters you have, and if they talk to each other about things other than a man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, this this doesn't just fail. This, like, crashes and burns and plummets to the ground. Yeah. Well, because, because like, you have, obviously, Amber. Uh, <laughs> Amber and, and Debbie... But then you also have, like, Eve, whose entire thing is just bouncing from Rex to Mark to Rex. And, like, they they fix it eventually because she goes away from that and, like, finds her own thing, which is great. Which is, I think, one of its strengths in that regard. Yeah, she kind of she kind of becomes Elsa in one episode where she just goes to the forest and, like, builds a house. Yeah, like, she kind of does, doesn't she? Yeah, I, I think... Like, they improve Eve as it goes on and, like, make her actually a character on her own outside of, like, Rex and Mark. Yeah. But then you have, like, all these other characters that only exist. I don't know. They don't exist outside of a lot of the male characters, like, Duplicate and even Monster Girl, which is very uncomfy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <sighs> it is, but, I mean, I... I, I like her as a character because it's interesting because of the look. Like, she's not... She's, like, 25, right? So, mm-hmm. she looks like a little girl, but all of her dialogue is written as a 25-year-old. Yeah. Which is really yeah, cool yeah. and interesting. And, it's, like, it totally makes the, sense, but... It's the opposite of Suspiria. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> should, should I provide context for that? I mean, we were talking about that earlier, so you can if you would like. Okay, basically, Suspiria... A '70s horror movie written by, directed by Dario Argentino. Yes, I think I that's think, right. I think yes. That sound, yeah. Um, it was originally written with a with a cast of just like little girls, like small, like children ballet dancers. But there was a lot of controversy with that because that would have just been like an hour and a half of small children getting brutally murdered. So he aged them all up to be in, like, their early to mid-twenties. But he didn't change the script at all, so they all just talk and act and interact with each other as if they were small children. It's... Yeah. It's, it's a little... It's a little odd. It's... It's... Uh, it's telling. <laughs> but, you know, just to, just to close out what I was saying earlier, a lot of the controversy with... Uh, and the hate at Amber and Debbie Grayson... It's just, it's just thinly veiled racism and misogyny. That's all it is. It's well. It's also like it, female characters written in the early two thousands versus female characters written in twenty twenty one are so much diff are so mm-hmm. different, and they need to be different. Because... Well, no, I think a lot of the hate thrown at them is what I'm saying. It's mm. just thinly veiled racism and misogyny. 
I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, it's the exact same thing that happened with, like, Rey and Captain Marvel, who, like, those characters have flaws in their writing, like every other character, but people take those flaws and just run with them and act like, due to those flaws, they're just the worst things ever written. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Like, like, Amber was, like, all of that that's the thing i felt like all of amber's reactions were like that's incredibly justified but like mm-hmm. yeah for sure and, but I, people didn't see that because just of you know yeah like i was on her side when she did that i'm like yeah like com- totally uh, i do think they changed amber's race going from the comic to the show mm. but like it's not something important to her character so it seems to me like they just had a good actress because she's she's voiced by um, a Domino from Deadpool Two, yes, <laughs> um, and she does a great job. But like, it, her race isn't something important to her character, so like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they definitely they up the writing with her with her character. I think because in the comics, she's really only there to like provide melodrama for Mark to to make him seem more human to make more or to make more forced personal conflict. Yeah. She's like early Gwen Stacy, you know? See, in the comic... Okay, going, keeping with my analogy, comic, she's early Gwen Stacy. Uh, show, she's like more current Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. I do... Okay. I do want to talk about something with this. Uh, obviously, this is a, you know, a dark take on the typical superhero formula or whatever, just mm-hmm. as The Boys was. Both of which but are this Amazon is, Prime. Both of them are Amazon Prime, but they're also dark in, I feel like, different ways. Yeah, I think The Boys is just generally a lot more cynical, when I feel like, really, Invincible can be, like, really heartwarming if it wants to be. Yeah, well, also, it's, I feel like the, the Boys is more, like, superheroes, like, all corporate, and, like, it's all just a big company, and, you know, that type of thing. I think, honestly, okay... I think The Boys is what superheroes would actually be in the real world. Yes. Whereas Invincible is like, take a typical superhero comic and like, sprinkle in some real world logic and like, physics in there. <laughs> so like, people die more regularly and stuff like that. Like, you know, and I think it's the second episode when like, the, the people show up from like, another dimension, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, when they first show up, just, like, hundreds of people get killed before the heroes get there, like. Yeah. Or even just, like, in the finale. Do we want to go ahead and get into the finale? I mean, we, I mean, I don't feel like we got to go in chronological order. If we have a topic, okay. I feel like just talk so about that. So the, there's the, the finale. Omni-Man, he, he, he punches Mark into a city. And just, like, the knockback and him sliding across the street there kills probably hundreds. Yeah. And, like, we know that their fight alone killed, like, thousands of people. So, something, something I noticed that I found a bit, a bit peculiar. A bit odd. A bit weird, if you will. A bit strange. We're not doing this. A bit curious. No. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, is the high school that they go to uh, is called Reginald Vell Johnson. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it doesn't even say Reginald Vell Johnson High School. I'm pretty sure the front of the building just says Reginald Vell Johnson on it. He is the school. <laughs> and Reginald Vell Johnson famously played Carl Winslow in Family Matters. 
Okay. And the principal of their high school is named Mr. Winslow. He's voiced by Reginald Bell Johnson. <laughs> yes, he is. That's, so, that's incredible. So it begs the question. <laughs> yeah. One, does Reginald Bell Johnson exist in this universe? <laughs> no, just does he exist? And two, is Invincible secretly a spinoff of Family Matters? <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Steve, season two, Steve Urkel's going to fight Omni-Man. Yes, uh, Steve Urkel's actually the main antagonist of not just season two, but actually like the entire show. He's the leader of, he's the leader of Viltrum. Like he's the, he's the secret. Oh, he's the so secret. They, they, they team up. So, yeah, so um, he, he did, in fact, do that. And, and if by do that, you mean create an empire, then he did, in fact. Yeah, yep. This is canon, actually. All of this is canon. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What else is there? God. Since, it's a, since it's the Elias Comedy Hour, uh, <laughs> is uh, what if every time the word invincible was said, a title card popped up? So the word in- invincible is never said out loud. Yeah, no, I was thinking about the same thing. Someone has to have edited that already. So, like, some, that has to exist. And that's, I think that's really interesting for Mark's character going forward. The fact that, like, he was directly involved in a destruction of that scale. Yeah. The scene that I, the something I love so much that, like, like, you would never see is, like, the scene, like, where, like, the, you know, where the building and he has, like, the woman, like, holding the woman as the building's collapsing, like, trying to hold it up. Mm hmm down and Mark like comes back to consciousness and he's just holding her arm. Oh god, yeah. Ugh. Like it's really dark, but like it's realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um I also find it funny that two shows about Superman actually being the bad guy uh were both funded by the company ran by real life Lex Luthor. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's hmm. those those two shows both being on the same platform and being like Amazon's biggest originals. I would say are it's it's very it's interesting. It's, it's a strange it coincidence. And both shows are very good. Both shows are very good. The boys gets a little like edgy for the sake of being edgy, but it is a good show. It's a, it feels like it's like. We're going to take serious characters and just put them in, like, really stupid situations for kind of no reason. What, the boys does? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's like, we're trying, to, we're trying to do this dark, gritty take, but, like, we're also trying to be funny. Like, kind of, like it's kind of weird. Like, you were saying, like, edgy for the sake of being edgy without, like, mattering too much in some mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. This is not a boys episode, so we got to get back on track. But I just yeah, to that, that that will probably happen eventually. Yeah. Well, if 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 the boys when the boys get the third season, we'll probably do it then. Mm-hmm. I imagine. But yeah, so God, Invincible Mark himself as a character is, I think, really done like really well and written really I, well. I like him because he's like he has flaws. Yeah. He 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 kind of sucks sometimes, and that that I know that gets a lot of like I don't like it, and this is my problem with like a lot of anime characters and a lot of main characters, a lot of shows in general is like they're like don't really have flaws, 
Mm-hmm. Like they have setbacks, but their characters, like them as characters, like personality-wise, don't have. Yeah, they have obstacles, but they don't have flaws. Yeah. Also, God, the suit. Think... The suit is just gorgeous. Who Mark's suit? Mark's suit. It's 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 really, it's really good. They they yeah, understood like what it meant to create like an iconic superhero costume. Um, man, that fight just between Invincible and Omni-Man is, oh. It wasn't, to be fair, it wasn't really a fight. Yeah, not, you know, I mean, you it was know, more, Mark, uh, it, was, it was more Omni-Man just kind of beating the crap out of him. It, yeah, it was more just Omni-Man abusing his son. Yeah. Love that. About, That's fun. And I know this has been made before, but for a character called Invincible, he loses most of the fights he's in. Yeah, he's actually very Vincible. He's, he's, he's the most Vincible. He's the most vincible character in the entire show. I mean, except for all the characters and, who died. And the character <laughs> called it and the character called Immortal dies in the first episode. So That's true. the character but he called comes Immortal back. dies twice. He does. He dies twice. And the character called Invincible, as we've said, gets beaten to a pulp literally every episode. Yeah. It's funny how that works. I wonder if that was intentional. Yeah. <laughs> um the only real like subplot that continues through the entire show is the thing with Robot and the, the twins. A.K.A. Rudy. Uh, yeah, Rudy. That that whole thing was... Mm, it happened. I mean, I, I don't know. It happened. It was just kind of a thing that was there. The, the, like twins, the twins. The twins as voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, uh, that was one we forgot to mention. Oh yeah, another, another act, another actor there. Yeah, um, surprised like Troy Baker didn't show up at some point. Yeah, Rex Blode was voiced by I don't remember the actor's name, but he is Derek in The Good Place and Pimento on Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's just I don't like him in this show. His voice just like feels really out of place and kind of gets on my nerves. I mean, Rex gets on my nerves, so. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But he's yeah. supposed. But he's supposed to. He's so. supposed to. But the actual voice actor itself just he feels out of place among the rest of the team, especially like with Eve. Yeah. Like he sounds a solid fifteen years older than her. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, like Eve is eighteen, and Mark is seventeen, and I think those are the only ages that are ever actually said like explicitly for everyone. Mm-hmm. I guess monster. I guess monster girl being twenty five and robot is thirty. Yeah, but like most other characters, it's like how old are they? Who knows? Yeah. Um. Actually, I did not think I would, but I actually ended up liking Cecil. Yeah, I did too. I don't know. I think the way that he kind of it seems like he's actively trying to balance being professional and like running this operation and everything, but then also being a friend and like being there for like Mark and Debbie and in the beginning, Nolan, it's, it's done really well. It's it, there's a really good balance. Like, like you can tell, like when, I mean, he was talking about like, it was something and she was like, this is why I hate you Cecil. And he was like, yeah, this is why I hate me too. Like he, he actually feels like he Bad. knows things have, he knows things have to be done. And he like for the protection of everybody, but he, he feels remorse about it. Like he like, He's, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
Mm-hmm. No, I think... Um, okay, yeah, this is another thing, too, about, like, secondary characters. Dark Blood really didn't serve much of a purpose, did he? No, he was just there. Like, he kind of, he kind his... of tipped off Debbie, but, like... That was, that was she his could've... purpose, I feel like. Yeah, she could have found out on her own. Because, like, in the comic, his entire plot line is, I think, like, two pages. His and I feel like also the reasoning for Omni Man keeping the suit felt shaky. What's that? Well, because like you know the suit that he was wearing when the Guardians, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, attacked him, and he was like, "I needed it to get Damien Darkblood, but I don't know." I feel like, yeah. mm-hmm. and then he was like, "Maybe a part of me wanted you to find it." And like, okay, that I don't know. Hold up, there, pal. I yeah, no, um, no. I think Omni Man. There are parts where it seems like they can't really decide whether they want him to be like, just bully pure evil or, like conflicted evil. Conflicted evil, yeah. I think they they settle on like a conflicted type thing, but he is like, it seems like he's conflicted, but he also like hates himself for being conflicted and and. It's it's interesting. I think they're going to do something cool with it. I hope. Again, I haven't yeah, he, read. I haven't read ahead. Yeah, he just leaves, which I find. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, it, I feel like this is a show. I don't know how much they're going to change. So you could probably, you could probably still read ahead and get spoilers. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Not... I feel like to this point, it's been fairly accurate. So. Mm-hmm. Like you could probably read ahead and get general spoilers, not to the extent of like reading ahead in a manga. But, yeah, where they just know, literally adapt it's, it. It's it's shot for shot. But um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I think I don't know if there's any characters that I actively like dislike. Um, I mean, I'm not a, like I said, I'm not a big fan of robot. Just that whole thing of him like. Trying to put himself into a fourteen-year-old body, it just—I it, don't know. <laughs> I find the okay. The read the weird. Okay, I I get the point. It was like, oh, but his his whole thing was, well, then okay. Now I have a body. We're gonna help you see if we can fix your body. So what's the point of being fourteen at that point if she's gonna go back to being twenty-five? Yeah, maybe it's to say like, if they, I would assume. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think they could actually like make her twenty five again. I would think they would just like make it to where she doesn't keep de aging, and so yeah. she would just like keep growing from fourteen onwards. Yeah. Well, like but, you know, because her powers are really interesting. Like that's, like that's such an interesting set of powers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, I wonder, like, because she was, I, I think it was like every time she, uh, she changes, she like ages, like de ages a week, so she's a, a week, week younger yeah. every time. Uh, so, it would be curious if it's, like, I'm assuming it's not, like, she, like, ages a week and she doesn't age anymore. So, like, if she didn't turn into a monster for a week, if she would gain that week back, I'm assuming she would. Mm-hmm. I think so. So, if she only did it once a week, she'd just be stuck at, like, the same age forever. Yeah, basically. Interesting, interesting. So, she technically could be immortal if she That's... did it right. That's true. I mean, I guess she technically is immortal. I mean, she's she has a finite amount of weeks. 
she has a finite amount of weeks, but she can just simply choose to be like, no, I'm not going to be here anymore. I'm retired. I'm retired for like the rest of my life. And oh, what's that? I'm 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 not going to be 25 anymore. I'm just going to go back like a week and now I'm 25 forever. Yeah, exactly. I'm in the prime of my life forever. I'm like, you know. Yeah. So, I and mean, not only, and not only that, she's the perfect type of immortal too, because she's the type of immortal where she can age if she wants to. She just chooses not to. <laughs> exactly, she can be, she can basically be whatever age she wants to if she just keeps like changing and like. If she's just back. patient, she just has to be patient. Yeah. <laughs> I can be. I mean, that's everyone though, right? Like, I can be whatever age I want to. Just gotta wait a little bit. Yeah, as long as that she, age is older than I am now. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. For her, she can also be younger than she is now. Yeah, it just takes. Again, it just takes a lot of energy, I'm assuming. You just got to keep turning into the monster and turning back and just like over and over. Also, I love the thing that they did with Vilch, where they did, it was the whole Superman. It's like, they, they kind of did the thing that's like with like every immortal character that they show was like a child, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, they live for thousands of years, but we never see them age. But they say with like, Omni-Man says like, as Viltrumites get older, they age slower. Yeah. I would assume it's the same for, like, Superman, because you actually see him age as a normal child and teenager, and then he just kind of stays an adult. But he does slightly get older, because you have, like, big Superman with gun. Yeah, big gun Superman. Um, That's true. But I think I'd say he just ages slower, starting at a certain point. Probably. Uh, In original... In the original mythology, Merlin was born an elderly man and aged backwards. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything. I just think it's interesting. The, curi- the, cur- the curious case of Merlin the wizard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Starring, Brad- starring Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. Okay, speaking of immortality and everything. There's that moment right at the end of the fight with uh, Mark and Nolan where he's like, 500 years, what will you have left? All of this will die. And Mark just goes like, I'll still have you. Oh, man, that wrecked me. Yeah. Oh, that that just... The fact that he was still like holding on to hope for his dad after all of that. Oh, man, that one just... Yeah. Also, I was thinking, like, I mean, this, 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 I was thinking, like, with something like that, where it's like, gee, everyone's not going to live forever, even if you're immortal, but you can have the memories of them, of their, of your time with the people you loved. Mm, lame. Lame. No, you're right. Let's all be immortal <laughs> demigods forever. Yeah, lame. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Memories. It's for nerds. Sorry, I'm too much, too much of a bad boy for memories. <laughs> too much of a the bad boy to remember things. <laughs> I'm a bad boy, but I'm also a goldfish. Fun <laughs> fact, Wyatt has the earliest onset Alzheimer's. You, you are the snack that smiles back. <laughs> uh, dang right. Mm. Oof. I've never heard you say dang right ever. <laughs> uh, darn tootin'. Yeah. <laughs> Get her done, am I right? <laughs> Get her done. Okay, what were you gonna say? You were you were about to say something. Well, you you called me lame, so thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. But like, like I was just gonna say, like, 
the new, I I love the scene with uh where where Nolan kills the guardians. Mm-hmm. Because like with uh I think what was the speaker's name Red Rush or whatever. Yeah. Where he like he runs over to Immortal and you just see Omni Man in the background, like, like just coming at him and then he, like he barely missed that. That scene is very well choreographed. I love that. Oh fight yeah, scene. the choreo the fight choreography is done really because they take full advantage of the superpowers. Oh yeah, definitely. Hmm. Uh, I I did not expect to, but I ended up actually really liking the new Guardians of the Globe, like as a team. Yeah. Yeah, thought they, they were they, they, the way they came they, together because I've complained about like robot and Rex and stuff, but I think the way they come together by the end of it is really is really good. Yeah. Also, do we ever find out what Black Samson's powers are? No, we just know he gets them back. Yeah, but is is it like super strength or like electricity? Like it, I don't like you never know. I, yeah, no, we I don't think we ever actually find out. Well, what are his powers? Doesn't matter. Doesn't, Doesn't not, matter. All you all you need to know is that he got him back. But I feel like what his powers are do kind of matter. Yeah, the show actually does something really cool. Uh, that like, I'm sure it like it 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 kind of shows you, and it's like, hey, look at this thing we did in the finale. But what it does is like it sets up all these loose ends in like pretty much every episode that it it you don't really think of them as loose ends because they sort of tie them up before they're over. But then at the, in the finale, it kind of cuts between all of them and you're like, okay, well, these are things he's going to have to deal with now. Yeah. I, can you think of a specific, I know you're right, but can you think of like specific examples? Well, the, the Mars things like the face clinging, yeah. like the, the parasites on Mars and then like Titan becoming the big like mob boss. Um, there's there's some other ones. There's like the the twins. They're still you know alive. Uh, they did burn down their cloning thing though, which means like you have those two twins and that's it now. Which one's the clone though? Well, we know it was the one in the left in the left pod, but we yeah, don't know which I mean, one that is now. Exactly. There's no way to mark them. <laughs> Just take a sharpie and write one and two on their foreheads. I mean, you could do that. Yeah, I mean, there were some. There are some others though. Um, there was the one villain that was like in underground now. I guess. Oh, uh, Doctor Seismic or whatever. Yeah, Doc yeah, Seismic. yeah. The best character in the show. Eh. Feminist king. Feminist, feminist king, <laughs> but I, 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 I do. They, I do love him. Him telling Eve why she should be offended. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't love that because that is a thing that happens in real life. But it's like, like the exact yeah. opposite. Her, him mansplaining to her why she should be offended. Yeah, honestly, but then like him getting offended. Because, like, he has an actual PhD. Or, no, what was it that he said? He said, like, he majored in... Uh, uh, he majored in seismology, and he had a minor in... Minor in gender studies, and then also oh, no, he studied had an, African he, dance. He had an undergrad in... And he, he minored in African dance. Like, yeah, something like that. That's amazing. I love that. I, I absolutely adore that. 
Yeah. Oh, also, we see a uh, oh another loose end that uh, the battle ba- battle cat man battle beast I think his name was mm-hmm. He's, like on a ship somewhere. That's gonna be For, a, uh, gonna be a furry thing. furry Thanos. No. <laughs> it is. It's furry Thanos. I for see. I prefer to think as of Thanos as flesh and battle beast <laughs> personally. <laughs> In that in that fight, know. at the end of that fight, Mark just had a hole in him. Just a hole in in his chest. Of course, they basically said there's like very little you can actually do to kill Viltrumites. For for that, but I just want to say both of the Viltrumites we see go into like very bad states of health throughout the show. Yeah, but the, I think they said like they can take damage and everything, but it is near impossible to actually kill them, except for the like dozen Viltrumites we see get killed in the flashback on Viltrum, but that's not important. But, but they're killed by Viltrumites. That's, that that that's why they that's why they said the only person who could stand up to Omni Man is Mark because he's a Viltrumite. Well, diamonds can't cut diamonds. Okay, so are you sure? Oh, I, we're not having this discussion. Uh, also, I, I'm assuming they have. We like, see some Superman kind of... kill other Kryptonians all the time. But can Superman kill a Viltrumite? That's, I mean, probably Superman has more powers. <laughs> Could, couldn't be Goku. <laughs> We're not doing this. Neither of us have watched DBZ. No, that's, that's true. Uh, moral of the story is uh, none of them, none of them could stand up to uh, Spike Spiegel. <laughs> Spike Spiegel's solo is your favorite verse. <laughs> I do want to say out of all of the characters we listed, Spark, Spike Spiegel did actually die at the end of his show. So, <laughs> okay, well, um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> no, but I, I, I do. What was I going to say? I do want to say, like Eve, like we see, like she makes shield, but she can like change states of matter. She was like entirely not using her powers effectively. Yeah, no, no, like she like, did just that- end world hunger on a whim. And I guess or when she that, when that... starts using them correctly towards the end, but still. But like, even even in her old hero profession, like when that army of people shows up, should, couldn't she have just changed their state of matter to like gas? Oh, now you're gas. What are you gonna do? You're gas. Yeah. Like, angry gas it sucks. I mean, their brain would turn to gas. I don't know how their biology works, but like, I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like they would be alive. <laughs> okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah, that. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see what they do with her character going forward. I mean, obviously they're going to set her up as a love interest for Mark because that's just it's it's so painfully obviously painfully obvious, especially for a comic written in 2003. They did that at the end of I think it was like the third episode where she like goes to Mark's house and he's like making out with Amber and she's like, "Good for you, Mark." And good, 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 good for him. <laughs> I do I do like the fact though that like after Rex like cheated on her and showed up with the fireworks and she was like I I know you're I I know you're going to change but I I can't get over what you yeah, did. Yeah, absolutely not. As she should because Rex sucks. This is a this is a Rex explode hate cast. But but I do also like the fact that she can't like date him anymore but at the end like when Mark is like being beat up and she shows up like she still like trusts him in a way and like mm-hmm. they still care about each other it's not like hatred which i do appreciate yeah yeah 
No, I think that's that's true. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't have anything else. We have to talk about things. This is a podcast. It's an audio medium. I, I, I've I never seen you, so I don't know why you're acting like I know. I don't even know what I look like. The only time I yeah. hear my own voice is, is on this podcast. Wyatt doesn't have any mirrors at his home. <laughs> um, I don't have any mirrors at my home. However, I am fully aware that I am extremely attractive. Well, that's why you don't have any mirrors. You would br- you, like If you looked at yourself and all of your beauty... Every mirror I own would just immediately, immediately shatter. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And your mind would shatter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So I never leave the house. I'm doing the world service. I mean, you, that's not that's not the reason you never leave the house, but... Okay, well, you know what? I don't have to take this from you. Maybe I just don't leave the house because I'm that much of a bad boy. And leaving the house is for nerds. Nerd. Going outside is for nerds, am I right? <laughs> Going outside is for nerds, man. I'm such a bad hi, boy. Hi, hi. You want uh, to you wanna, is... you wanna, you wanna ride on my, my motorcycle? We can only ride it in my living room. <laughs> such a jock, dude. Also, can we talk about how the only, like, when they go to the college and they meet the frat guy, his name is Kyle. (laughs) Yeah, you're, I'm sorry, no show is ever going to get me to take a character named Kyle seriously, because his name is Kyle. Not only is his name Kyle, but he's in a fraternity. Like, (laughs) really? Yeah. Yeah. Also, we, we know that Eve's real name is Samantha. Pardon? Wait. Oh yeah, because her does her dad call her that? Yeah. So like, but like Where do everyone they get is, Eve. Yeah, every like I get Adam Eve, but if I feel like if you wanted a secret identity, you you wouldn't go by Eve unless that you already that was already your pre-established nickname before you became a superhero. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think, yeah. Why doesn't she wear a mask? She is very clearly visible in all the fights she's in. Omni-Man does nobody wear like the only character on the show that really wears like a mask is like Mark. Mark wears one, then like Rex and Is that it? Or I mean I no, not even really Shrink Ray. She just wears glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think Shrink Ray is like reverse Superman? Like she doesn't wear glasses in her normal life. I mean maybe. <laughs> That's that would be so incredible. Oh man, I would love that. Can we t- can we talk about like Darkwing, who is just Batman, but like yeah. he he's like he's like I think and in all of these like superhero shows, he is the most clear like definition of just like their Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like other shows you could make arguments for like who it may be and who it- the most clear like no, he's just Batman. He does he doesn't matter. All of, he dies all of them. immediately. All of the ones in this show are, like, super obvious who they're supposed to be, except for, like, maybe the Immortal, but you can easily tell he's just Superman. Because you have, like, War Woman, Take a Wild Guess, Red Rush, G.I. Wonder, Martian Man, (laughs) Martian Man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Nope. We find out... We find out, like, at the beginning of the very first episode, like, very first episode, we find out that Martian Man has, like, this little girl he hangs out with, and I really want to see what happened with that. 
Oh, I already forgot about that. Exactly. Okay, see, I watched the first episode when it came out, and then the rest of the show this week. So, you but know. like they they draw attention to like he has this relationship with like this little girl like that's like his friend and like but like that was never brought up I don't know she's not um, dead the, I'm assuming no the only character I can the only character I can't quite figure out who it's supposed to be is I don't remember what her name is but she's like green and she can like phase through stuff are there just two Martian manhunters I mean basically yeah I think. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. There's, all, there's also Fish Man. <laughs> he's just, yeah. he's just Aquaman, fish. But he's just, he is a fish. He doesn't talk to fish. He is a fish. I mean, he probably can talk to fish, too, but... I say, yeah, well, yeah, I'd imagine he can talk to fish. That would be, be a curse, wouldn't it? Just being a fish who can't talk to other fish? What if you were a, a fish that could... What if you were a fish that spoke fish, but you just had such a horrible lisp that no one understood you but because you spoke fish humans couldn't understand you either that's such a curse yeah mm-hmm. why, why did you say that Correct. <laughs> who's the bad boy just now just, just kidding crying's for nerds I'm too much of a bad boy to cry uh, false well I'm uh, uh, well, I'm a good boy. My mommy said so. <laughs> this just in, Alliance is a dog. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you know, with shows like this, it's weird because, like, with shows like this, I would watch shows like this growing up where they're in high school. Mark's, like, a year older than us. Yeah, it's super weird, right? Yeah, it's like, because, like, because, like, when you're little, you're like, oh, he's, like, so much older than me. But he's, like, he's, like, a year older yeah, than this us. This is a child. Who is letting this child go out and defend the world? I, let me see. Is there any kid? Can you think of any person you know that is 17 years old that you would trust to do what Mark does? Uh, let me think about that for a second. Oh, I don't know. No. Oh, people in high school are way more mature than any high school ever. Yeah. Which I know that's how every movie and TV show is, but it's like, we're in high school, that's not, no, false. That's one incorrect. of the things I like about, um, we were talking about this not too long ago, Attack the Block, which is a, uh, a movie from 2011. It's an alien invasion movie with John Boyega, which like the entire cast is meant to be like roughly 14 to 17. Mm-hmm. But they actually act like it. They're like they're dumb, immature kids, and yeah, you can clearly tell. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. If, as, opposed if I got... to, as opposed to like you know Harry Potter. As yeah, as opposed to like I don't know Spider Man. <laughs> well, yeah. Liter- Who's supposed to be fifteen? Uh, I think uh, not. It's one of those high schools where everyone's thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, because, like, they say in Homecoming that he's a freshman (laughs) since, uh, when? Yeah, he's supposed to be, like, 14 in Civil War. No. No, absolutely not. Tom Holland is is young. Like, yeah, he could pass for, like, 17, 18, sure, I get that. No, not 14. There is a big difference between, like, 14 and 16, I feel. Even that, like... Yeah, no, like that's that's still a big difference because that's that's can, development he could, times. 
He could definitely pass for 16, I feel like. That's pushing it, but I still feel like he could pass for that. But 14, no. Yeah. So, yeah, Invincible. 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 Was, it was, it's a show. It's a show, it's all right? It was a, it was a very, very good, good show. It's a very good show. It is a very good show. It's still Jolly continuing. Good show. And Jolly good show, mate. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. They found me. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Run. <laughs> the British are coming. The British are coming. The British are coming. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, They're already here. They're among us. They're invading no. us. No. Stop. 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 Sus. Stop. You're, Stop. Wyatt, you're very sus. We're cutting this off now before it delves into just absolute Z-tier comedy. I love... I, I love Amogus. Uh, Invincible's a show. Just, it's, just no, say stop, Among no, Us stop and it, sus over it, and over stop again. It. Stop it. Stop. comedy. I'm, I'm funny. Listen to me, guys. I'm funny. I'm cutting you off. Stop. Uh, <laughs> we have to put them down. We broke him. I'm too much of a Take... jock for you to ever put me down. Like, don't even, don't no. even try that. Take the shot. No, please. Take the shot. Wyatt, please wait. Hold on. But, uh, but, uh, but, Omniversity. Uh, six seasons in a movie. Uh, I'll get a replacement. Invincible. It's a show. It's still going on. I'm very excited to see where it goes. Um. Yeah, go watch it. Uh, this has been Seth Rogen. And Seth Rogen. Uh, and you have been listening to the, uh, the Seth Rogen experience. Yeah, a J.K. Simmons fan cast for the 21st century. Omniversity, uh, baby. Six seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie.